page Reish Nun Tes. We are going to start the 13th parak, the Vadiman Machshava, which I think are actually the first two, certainly, and even the third one, but uh, will be a nice, like, little introduction going into Tishabav and then ultimately into Elul and <coughs> preparing for Cheshbon and Nefesh and so forth. I think what we're going to do is, if not next week, then the following week, we never redid them, but we never recorded the Yomim No Raim Shiarim. We started to record in the middle of them, so I'd have to, I'm going to have to go see exactly what's recorded. I don't know if I'll redo the ones we did already, but just to have them up uh, to be on there. So uh, we're different people now than we were a couple of years ago anyway, so maybe we'll, we'll take a little bit of a break and we'll go through the Yom No Raim ones. But for now, let's start the ones of Machshava, and I think that it's going to be good anyway. Machshava, not this. Shnei Koycha is Heim there are two supreme kaychais when it comes to an adam. Haratzayin, harishayin, asher kol darkei adam nimshachem achrav. He brings a grand mishlei. The idea of ratzon is really almost hovering above anything else that a person does. If you think that a person wants to, let's say, build a house, really everything starts first, you know, a person thinks I want a house and then he has to figure out, so, you know, where do I want a house? What kind of a climate do I want? How many bedrooms? Do I want to, you know, be a ranch? And then he starts, uh, and then he's going to discuss it with a, a architect and then start making plans and then, you know, until fruition. But the very first thing is the idea that he just needs a place to live. There's an initial rut zone even before it starts developing into a chachma. So rut zone is not really part of the process. In a certain sense, it's outside of the process, but everything is really nichlal within it. We're not going to be focusing on Ratzon. Okay, maybe another time. The second part that is also a supreme kayach is that really that very first kernel of a sort of uh, something that engages the intellect, that's machshava. Machshava is a ratzon, ratzon is not even tied, I mean, again, these things are a little abstract, the fact that thought is tied to the brain or something, but ratzon, you could say it's in your gut, ratzon is not really tied to anything specifically, it's very hard to quantify, but machshava is a the very first most elevated idea that you say that a person wants to do is a person is able to think, to use his intellect, his seichel, and he's able to actively engage his thought process, have an idea, be maybe compare, contrast, uh, take that idea and make it into something that's a usable idea. He's talking by Asher Yatzar at the end. What is Mafli Lasos? We actually discussed this idea in, I don't remember what Shira was. You can probably look at the dates and we can work our way backwards and figure it out because it was just a tie and it wasn't about Lag Ba'imer. But I think we spoke about it when it came to Lag Ba'imer. But in any event, this idea being Mafli Lasos, the idea of tying Ruchniyash and Gashmias together, you know, it would be like, you know, you put gas into a car, so that, that's physical and that would make the car run. I could sing you a poem and that can, uh, you know, that can develop, you know, engage a certain type of a reaction from you. If I sing to the car, it's not going to make the car run. Ruchniyash and Gashmias are operating on two different planes, mm. right? So, so he said... <coughs> 
<clears throat> that was the, the example that we used back then. I think it might have been based on something Ronald Lopiansky said. But this idea about tying together two systems, Lamaisa, a person dies, their nefesh leaves them if they don't eat food. And on the other hand, right, a person can be like happy and literally, uh, you know, in the hospital, they could get doing better. This idea of where you have this uh, this complex, you know, mixed together Ruchnis and Gashmias, that's Mafli Lasais. This idea, this this tie, this uh, tie together uh, that they that they're bound. This, uh, so he says, This, if you had to quantify, what is it that binds the ruach, uh, the, the the ruach and the machshava, uh, the ruach and the gof? That is called machshava, the thought process. That's that, that's the 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 kayach of a person that where the the ruach meets the guf. This is unique among the kayachas adam. And with this being its properties, animals also you know depend. We 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 talked earlier about the, you know. Some people would have you believe that a human being is an intelligent animal, but it's it's the the highest on the spectrum. But it's on the spectrum, you know, going from goldfish to a monkey to gorilla. But so a human being is the most intellectual. It understands the most. We have the best communication skills. But the, he says that no, the idea that we have this kayach called a machshava that may, that gives us a separate type of existence from being just uh, to, from being like an animal. When we talk about this this capacity for machshava, we'll call it the brain, but however you want to relate to it, there's actually two separate things going on. There's machshava and there's dimyon. What is this? And they're both operating within the brain. When we actively want to understand something, to engage the thought process, then our brain will engage the thought process and there will be machshavais. When we are not engaging our mind, our intellect, it goes on its own on like autopilot, and there will be the imagination, so to speak, will be at work. And it will lead him astray towards his whims. All this stuff is, you know, it's, it's, it's really built on so much depth that, you know, depending where we go with it, it's very, you know, enticing to go look up or when we go look up the Royal Stroll Cilantro and build a sheer out of it and understanding. And on the other hand, you know, the nature of this part of the safer that we're in is that it's built on all this stuff that's, you know, using psychology and all these things, but trying to come down to the practical exercises. So, uh, you know, I've said it before in these Vadim because I, I have this a lot, you know, uh, like in the beginning of the safer when uh, took a few extra, you know, left turns and got to discuss some of this stuff, but I really want to focus more on on the Vadim aspect of this. So he says, Kiyamaya Really, the brain is going continuously. And a person is thinking his mind is running even at night. 
that dreams are a continuation of what he was thinking about during the day. Even if there's no clarity to the dream, if a person wakes up and immediately, what he was thinking about before he awoke, so it comes out, it's clarified that the mind is not inactive during sleep. The idea of the mind working and imagining and daydreaming and going off in different directions is something that's part of the human condition and it's active in that regard even from the earliest ages as part of the natural human, uh, you know, thing. The idea about developing an organized framework to engage the seichel, you know, the desired but like calculated, that develops later, right? Mature thought, the two parts of machshava that are really part of the human condition are dimyain and organized thought process, Are dimyon and organized thought, and that is. Hold on one second, we're recording because somebody else dialed in. So the hayachaylis lagil lemachshavim mesuderes mechvens v'sach harbe yosem meochar that that comes along with maturity. Maatim heim bnei adam amishdamshim machshavim meruchazas, and it's actually very few people that are able to take their thought process and engage in a focused way. B'zeh nasuk peezus Hashem bevadim habayim, and now we'll see if we can get to the third one, at least certainly the first two, uh, which which uh, go together anyway. Havad rishon. Mashmos milas melech hi machshava. The idea of melech, a king, but what is a melech? Melech comes from the word machshava. Venimza beloshna gemara. I have a little bit, I'm a little congested, so in case whatever. Venimza beloshna gemara nimlach. The word nimlach to get advice, to consult, nimlach bebezdin, to get counsel. Nimlach and melech, a melech is not just doing things willy nilly. They, they they are it's calculated. How do they run the country? It's mixed in with this word advice. The idea that a person in a calculated way is going to have control over his bodily functions, his ritzayinos, his desires, that he's the melech over himself. But it's it's an idea of taking counsel. Melech who bal machshava shebohu manigas medinaso. He's a bal machshava that runs his uh, that that runs his country as medina. In a calculated way, the machshava is part of the koach of malchus. At a time when a person thinks his senses become subservient to his machshava, and we're gonna we're gonna explore this idea. We're gonna explore this idea, but you'll you'll see that when a person's machshava is engaged, not just, it literally engages the senses. A lot of times, you know, you'll be, you'll be in shul, you'll be around somebody, and there could be, you know, like in the base measures, there's a cult Torah, there could be noise. People are talking about things, and you're literally not listening. It's like in the background noise. And then all of a sudden, somebody says something that piques your attention. You know, it's something that you relate to, something that, uh, you know, whether they're talking about, you know, music that you find interesting or something related to your profession or a sugi you're learning. Where your thoughts are, what 
what happened? Your ears were hearing. All of a sudden, your ears like hone in on something. Or, you know, you're walking along and you're kind of like not focusing on anything. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of your eye, something catches your attention. It affects your eyes. What you actually see, your senses, a person's desires, right? I don't know, like in the Marines, like they train them, you know, to have such focused thought that the cold won't bother them. I mean, I don't know. But the, the idea that Machshava, the idea of Machshava, the idea of Machshava can literally impact the senses. The, what a person thinks becomes a, an expression of the essence of a person. That even if he's a Russia Gomor, so what is he? Is he a Russia or is he a Tzadik? If he has a Hir Her Tshuva, he's defined by his Machshava. Hari Russia Gomor, Imrak Hir Betshuva, who Kvar Bechina Tzadik, Hir Echel Meshana Es Mahuso. And this is very important. In other words, we had an idea that we've discussed, and the Hasidim discussed it. You know, a person is where his thoughts are, right? When you're diving, if you wake up, if you live in virtual reality, so where are you? Are you where you are? Are you where your thoughts are? Let's say you live your entire life in virtual reality. Let's say you're in virtual reality right now. Like, where, where is a person, right? But forget about where a person is. Who is a person? If you could theoretically do like a brain transplant and wake up in somebody else's body, so then you're not that person. You would still think that I'm me and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm I'm in somebody else's body, but you wouldn't say that I'm now that person. In terms of onesh, in terms of Bechir, in terms of how you relate to yourself, you would say, you know, before I was in one body and now I'm in a different body. A person is who his thoughts are. So if when a person is able to control his thoughts, they, they can change them, th- themselves. They're defined by that. In a certain sense, you know, we have these mamare chazal. How could it be that the thoughts of an avera are worse than an avera? Well, now you could say the opposite. How could it be that you would think otherwise? When I do an avera, so something piqued my desires. I wasn't in enough control of myself. I did something I shouldn't have. I have to be more careful. But if my mind is engaged in something, Thing, then that comes to define who, who I am. You know, it's like we, when we've discussed before, uh, you know, I'm very into, you know, the topic means a bunch, but the, uh, I think I mentioned Riff Pincus was very, uh, media was a big topic by him, and that's already when he was talking, and uh, I had this little MP3 player that I guess I made a donation to somebody in Kim and they gave me this, like, MP3 player with, like, 100 shiram, but, or, like, 200 shiram, but, like, a 100 of them were the same Motzei Shabbos speech at the end of a seminar, and he always spoke about the same thing, about when you, you just had a growth experience, and if you want to take it with you, he was very into staying away from media, think about what he would say now, for 40 days. But the reason is because, you know, if you're sitting there, especially today, media, mentioned many times, is, is a billion dollar industry, forget about what's going on, but it's designed to, to inspire certain responses so that you come back for more. You know, babies are dying, the sky is falling, you know, the Democrats, Republicans, whichever side of the fence you're on, and therefore you're kind of hooked and you have to see what's going to happen. It, it, it's, it's media, it's, it's entertainment as much as it's news like anything else. Today it's not even news. So if a person is watching these types of things and headlines for an hour and a half a day, the, the, the 25 seconds that you sit there before you go to sleep saying Shema, hopefully more than that, and you say, oh, but I believe in the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, that's not going to combat the, 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 the 15, 20 hours a month or a week or whatever it is, hundreds of hours, thousands of hours a year that you're living in a headspace with being nervous and thinking about certain things. Everything else is going to become lip service. You're
you're going to live where your thoughts are. That's part of the dangerous thing about doing all these things. It might, might or might not be the end of the world, but if you're living a certain percentage of your waking headspace in a certain world, that becomes part of your personality and plays in your emotions. Adam yachali kashal ba'avera kashiyitzray taikvay. A person could be could be nichshal in an avera. He could stumble in an avera because his yitzhar takes over. Vaydain eni me'idal mahuso, but that doesn't define his essence. Avamasha adam ahar zehu atzmo. What a person thinks about that goes to the core of who he is. So we're coming back and we're saying that this idea of machshava is a koyach elyon in a person. The supreme, we said that there's the rats of machshava, we're focused on machshava, there's two parts of machshava, one is conscious thought, what you decide to think about and where you decide to place this machshava, and the other one is, is where your mind is engaged, but you're not necessarily at the reins, right? Kasher kach, it follows, he gama koyach hadak b'yoyser ba'adam. Insofar as that this is at the height of what an adam is, it's it's also the most subtle uh, idea, the least vulgar, the least coarse. This idea of machshava is a very subtle force within an adam. A person has to be very guarded. Victor Miller, I think, talks about it. He says that this is like a person's most valuable, you know, possession, especially because, you know, depending what you think about, it'll create biases in how you look at things. If it's, you know, if it's your first exposure to a particular issue, you know, depending where you're getting your information, that's going to become the baseline about how you think about everything else that you read. It becomes very difficult to, to, to get, that's why part of what's going on now in terms of the agenda, the the, the biggest thing is, or in, possibly, is not necessarily what's going on in the news, it's what they're doing to the elementary school, the educational systems and the universities because that defines, you know, how people are going to think about everything for the rest of their life. That's really what you can turn around 15 years from now. You're going to see the effects of that. That is a much far, farther ranging impact than a lot of the things that happen later on. Now, what happens, though, is that we are very reactive in our lives. And therefore, everything around us is going to divert our attention. It's going to impact how we think about things. So it comes out that, well, basically what defines us as human beings, the most subtle, the most sensitive force that we have is our machshava. Our machshava defines who we are. And the way that we think about things becomes totally reactive to things around us. And even if there's nothing external that's pushing us in one way or the other, we're going to daydream. You can't even go like a five-minute Shmon Esrei without, without thinking about other problems. Your dimyon, your, your, day, your, your own mind is going to lead you astray. A person needs to train themselves Forget about for a long period of time, just to be able to do it at all. A person needs to develop the kayach where they are in control of their thoughts. Now, a lot of your day is going to be reactive to things, but if your machshavas are who you are, and, and you can't even have a machshava, let alone for an amount of time, but even percentage-wise, when you are always have things on the back burner and you're multitasking, and even when you're learning, you're checking your phone, you're looking at an email, you have it on your head, so that means that who you are is not even 100% who you want to be. You always are, have some portion of you that it's like, you know, outside. You need to find a, a place where uh, the, it's quiet to eliminate 
stimuli outside, and hopefully if you eliminate outside stimuli, you're also going to eliminate the things within you that steer you in wrong directions. So step number one, find a place where nothing is going to bother you. Shut your phone off, you know, it should be quiet, not necessarily cars, you know, you know it's interesting because uh, this week when we do the Likut Maran, we're going to be talking about his bodhidus actually. We're going to be talking about, it actually aligns a lot with what we're talking about over here, but a person should find a quiet place with no stimuli, and nothing that's even going to inspire, hopefully, his own daydreams. And then you should think about, you should know what you're going to think about beforehand. Yeah, there's also idea of free-flowing conversation with the Kodesh Baruch and this and that, but not that. The, the idea to say this is, it doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to be taken apart like a physics problem. If anything, we're going to say it shouldn't be hard. What you're trying to develop is the kayak of being able to apply your mind to something without distraction. This is a huge exercise. It's going to take at least a month. Three minutes of thinking about a particular thing, whatever it is that you want to think about, without getting distracted. Without slipping into something else. That is that again, going into Tishbav and certainly into Elul. Uh, and Cheshben HaNefesh and Rosh Hashanah, this Vadim is actually almost like a nice introduction. Before, How are you going to engage in anything? The first exercise, three minutes of thinking about a particular thing that you want to think about without any diversion. Darish Lazem Amitz Gadol. This will take a great effort. Viyavru Yomim Rabim Ad Shinazchil Hatzliach Lachachzik Amachshav Adaka Achas. It's going to take a lot of days until you can go 60 seconds without thinking about anything else. Excuse me. It's going to take you a while to come to three minutes. It could be that the first stage is going to take you a full month. Once you get there, you're going to grasp the power of thought, but Tefarto, but Haraso, and its splendor. It's the heart of Yelonu Lefale, Ech Yeshlonu Koyachilo Kazevad Kolo Ikarnu Klalas Turaso. So maybe we can't even describe it until we get there, but he says, You have no idea what you're capable of. You know, it's one of those things, myself, you know, myself, you know, you think about. A lot of these, like, you know, biographies and yeshivas, you learn about, like, the way things were in either yeshivas in Europe, but let alone, you know, Tanam and Amaram. You know, you'll say, uh, you read a Sadiris, and it's true. Our capacity is less for all sorts of reasons. But then you also look, they, you know, the Amaram, if they heard an idea that was a new idea, the most simplest idea, one sentence, you know, the, the halacha is, you know, you do something on one day and not the other day. And on the spot, with zero else going on, they would repeat that idea 40 times in a row. If we would shut our phone off and put ourselves into a room, and when you wanted to remember an idea, you would repeat it 40 times in a row, but not just like a parrot and think about it, you would also remember things very well. You know, when they were I've mentioned this before, but it was very interesting to me. There's a book called The Tale of Two Worlds or something written about Rabbi Bender's father and mother uh, because his father was in Torah Vadas, but he ended up going to the Mir in Europe. And then his mother was, I think, by uh, Sarah Schneer. So it's written almost as a as a contrast of European yeshivas and the American yeshivas. I don't even know if I read, read the whole thing, but I read a lot. It was very interesting. But one of the things that's clear is that the you know he was he wrote in a letter some at, at some point he was trying to convince a friend of his to come for Torah das to the mirror in Europe, and I don't remember exactly how how it was, but it was something along the lines of that like 
even even like a, a shvach boy that comes here becomes successful. But it was, it was also because there was nothing in the mirror in Poland. There was like the the base medrash, like the Polish bar, and like an outhouse, and like nobody at that point wanted to be like the guy. There was nothing else. If you weren't going to be successful, then you were just going to leave. There, there was no place for you. There, there, there was their whole derech halimud was different. I mean, you know, talking, not talking about derech halimud. I, I think I heard someplace there was like two rajbas in the whole base medrash. They sat and they took apart Rashi and Taisvus and they chewed on it. And they, uh, nowadays, you know, the more farm that we have take away our ability to concentrate on anything you know people don't necessarily know more because they throw in the kitchen sink into all these things we lost the ability to concentrate and if we would get we would be able to tap into the ability to concentrate and see the godless that we that we could access we would be shocked at what we ourselves have this kayak what we could accomplish in every in every area of life and then once you could tap into it then you could apply it i guess more so exercise number one is starting to hone in on the development for three minutes to be able to train your mind to focus on one thing with zero uh, break con- uh, breaking concentration. Vad Shani. Vad Shani. Vesim Tmura. Vesim Tmura Raived Varecha. So he starts off with a quote from Chayvis Halavavas. And he says, Tmuras Raived Varecha. Instead of most of the words that you're saying, exchange most of your words for for deep contemplation, contemplation at length and meditation and introspection. is a is a light, it's like a flashlight. Machshava will allow you to look in. Stop talking out. Look in. It'll light up with a light, what's hidden inside of you. It'll even reveal to yourself what's on the inside. And he says, and the tongue is the gate of what's hidden. You know, some things that are on the inside belong on the inside. The other thing is, he's not talking about this, but we, we've mentioned it, that once you put something into words, it also hampers the machshava. You know, I think in like therapy, uh, it's one of the reasons that they want you to like almost like address traumatic experiences because it quantifies it. In other words, instead of just being like this abstract demon that you're dealing with and like that's like raw emotion, once you put it into words, so then it becomes an event, it becomes quantifiable. So there's certain, there's a very big difference. First of all, think about things and not everything needs to be said or not everything needs to be said right away. A person should be able to learn to live with thoughts. Kol machshava me'ir la'adam, and the thoughts will illuminate the person. Ziv ha'tayra, roicha va'aylam, the depth of Tyra and the, the breadth of the world. Ha'aymek ha'adam, ha'kol mezgale rak l'mishu chayshev. These things will only, a person is only going to become enlightened to them. Uh, somebody who knows how to think. Ha'maral kasev ba'avas, the maral writes, she'yesh ba'adam, she'seichel ha'divri v'seichel ayuni. There's two types of seichel, the verbal seichel, as it were, and the iuni seichel, the, the one of introspection, of being able to think, to chew on things, to take it apart, to analyze it. Ha'rei ha'seichel ha'munach b'dibor husug it's, it's, it's actually two different faculties, really, in a certain sense. The idea of being able to put something into words, to be articulate, it's a, it's a chachma, it's a, it's a seichel, but it's different than being able to think on something and analyze it. The, the idea of having depth is ian. 
כמובן כשדיבורו של אדם מחושב בא ובא מעיון, גם דיבורו בא מהסך לעיוני. It doesn't mean that everything that's verbal is, is on one side of it. If a person thinks on something and they analyze and they chew it up and they use their words in that regard, that's עיוני. What he's talking about is like, you know, when you have a trigger response to something. When you're, when you're just like, you know, immediately your סך is engaged, but not in a way that you're, that you're doing at something in depth. מעט נגיע נא בעצמנו, האם לא לרוב או כל עסקנו בסך ובסך הדברי. Most of our interactions, most of the time that our seichel is engaged, how is it engaged? Are we sitting on, uh, sitting on something? We're, 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 we're Talmud, we're, we're, we're taking something apart, right? Or are we just engaged almost like in a reactive, trigger way? We interact, we speak, we hear, we do. You know, we make like a surface type of a cheshben. How is it that our mind is engaged most of our lives, most of our days? Certainly when there's a maturity to it. So certainly when a person is a kid, when they're immature, the, what, the way that they're thinking is surface deep and it's really much more reactive and just sort of what's on the table. They're not looking underneath the surface. Who gadol? Who gadol? He gets older. He's chattering around. And what about when he starts to become mature? The, the, the conversation is flowing back and forth. Is there any, like, thought to it? Once a person goes to school, so they start to think about things in an abstract way. They start to think about what's underneath the surface. And they start to learn to think about things and to analyze things. And somebody who learns Gemara, right, why do we learn Gemara? It, it, it's a totally, it, it's a thought process, right? You're trying to engage, to analyze something, to understand the principles, when something applies, when something doesn't apply, not to just take it at, at, at face value. And it's so hard to, for your thoughts even not to just get distracted. And somebody who tries to engage in learning Gemara knows how difficult this is. You can learn at 60%. Maybe very smart, you can get away with it even. But we're not talking about what you know. We're talking about how much you're engaged. A person can learn at 60% capacity. Or even if they really try with 70 or 80% capacity. They can literally be engaged. 80% a lot. You can literally be engaged in conversation listening to every word I'm saying. Just picking up your uh, Apple Watch and seeing if you got a text message. Then you're not 100% focused. A person, or just like waiting to get a call. You hear, you hear a sound and like, you know, you jump because you're kind of waiting for it. That you, a person, and, and you're really on point and you're thinking, but you're not 100% engaged. Only very little a person is engaged 100%. It's very difficult. We need to know one thing, and this is important, we really mentioned it before. When you, we said that one of the uh, exercises that we're going to pick is to try to engage the mind 
don't do we, we said this also about like consistency there are certain things you want to go for the gold so you're gonna but if let's say in the realm of consistency if you pick something that's difficult to do then that's going to throw your consistency off because what you're trying to do itself is challenging over here also we're trying to develop focus if you're trying to develop something that's not enjoyable to think about or whatever it is then it's going to become harder to work on we're trying to just develop not being distracted there's a safer i saw on like shmir say naim or something said you're trying to work on just not letting your eyes wander you know what you should do say for for five minutes or whatever it is i'm gonna not when i come to shul and people the door opens i'm not gonna look up at who walks in the door you're just trying to train yourself so it, it shouldn't be something that's necessarily hard so he says we're not talking about something like chopping wood that's his muscle we're talking about something that's like enjoyable that's engaging something that you want to think about the sugi something that something that you enjoy it should be like uh, like music coming from a violin. Okay, it's being a little poetic. So now, this is really coming after you already got to three minutes. We're going to extend it to five minutes. And immediately, if five minutes is too long, then go back to three. We're not trying to take you little by little. We're not trying to force you so that you, you don't, uh, you know, if you take, uh, take something and you bend it too far, it snaps. If you bend it little by little, then it changes. Decide first what you want to think about. But something that will be intellectually engaging and something that's uh, positive. Right, I guess you could also think about an uh, interpersonal issue, you know, in principle, right? But, but he, he says, in terms of something that's going to engage the mind, find a place where there's going to be no distractions and think for five minutes. Okay, so those, those two for sure really are very apropos and very relevant to the Tukufa going in again, you know, after the three weeks, but, uh, you know, grounding ourselves and looking forward to Elul and to Yom Nora, and then it'll be like kind of like a good introduction. The Vadim for uh, the three weeks, uh, both of them are up from last year, so you can get them. The Tisha B'Av one we did, but I don't think I recorded yet. That, that was the, the first year. I, I probably sent it out, but I, I don't know if I could find it. But uh, maybe I'll do the Tisha B'Av one. But the other ones, I think, are good. I'll have to go back and listen to myself. Um, okay, we'll do one more. Okay, we have a little time. It says, Vajlishi, Hamachshavahi Nershish Tachnisu El Libcha. The Machshava is a light that you can internalize. He Paisachas Lifnea Adam Es Ayla Maruchni. That it was, it can open up the spiritual, the non-physical world to a person. He can enlighten him something, something that's even like in the world. He'll have a he'll come to something that's totally emes based on machshava. And this is something that he's doing with his head, sort of with his brain, however you look at it. But the machshava is certainly um, attached to the brain, you know, attached to the seichel. This is an unbelievable thing. Right? If a person has a brain injury it affects how he thinks i'm saying it's tied to the physical thing 
Uh, the idea of machshava puts a person, he operates within a different realm. How poor is a person who lives his life without this, utilizing this function? And here's what Chazal tells us. It's in, in Balak, I think, in, in, in the end of Chukas. So he says, Alkein, the Gemara is darshning it, this like song, I think it's at the end of Chukas, maybe. So he says, My Dersiv, Alkein Yomru HaMoishlim, that the the people who, it, it's saying that the people who engage like a metaphor, but the Gemara darshins, Eilu HaMoishlim from those who subdue their Yetzir Hara, Bo Cheshboin, over there it's saying that they came to a city, Bo V'Narshov Cheshboinai Shel Oilam, Hefsid mitzvah keneged schara v'schara veira keneged mitzvah keneged hefseda that the people who subdue their yitzhara they're in control they're able to make a cheshbin tibana usachaynein imata oisachain tibana baylam hazer zachain baylam haba so the gemara is darshning if you do this then you will build yourself up in oylam hazer and be established in oylam haba ir siachain ir mesim im mesim adam atzmo ka'ayar if a person makes himself like a donkey zeshem halach achar sicha na He's just distracted. He goes after chatter. Maxiv achrav ki eish yotzami cheshbon. Fire will erupt from cheshbon. Teitzei eish mi machashvin. From those who do this, from those who make a cheshbon, the fire will go out. For teachal sheein and machashvin. Ula v'lava mikiria sichon and a flame will go out from the city of Sichon. Mikiria tzadikim shenikru shichin. There will be like a fire that comes out of the tzadikim. We're going to explore this in a second. Achla armaya v'zem ahalechach yitzro ka'ayers that shemahalechach sichana. Okay, let let's unpack this a little. Hamayshlem b'yitzro megalim lanu. Those who uh, are in control of their yitzer show us ki aderachli konisli olim shoruchni yisliskabla or yitzer who. What's the derach to be able to be misgabra on their yitzer again? We're not, there's two stages to this. The first stage is I desire to do something and I'm going to force myself not to do it because it's something I don't want to do. And then the second one is where you rule over your desires and you actually become in control of your desires. L'chazek is ha-machshava You have to practice. It's like, a, so to speak, a muscle. You have to engage and be in control of your machshava. Now again, there's two parts to that. There's the dimyon, which you don't really have control over. It floats away where it's supposed to float, diverts you. And then there's the active machshava. With that, you actually build the other menu because we said already that a person is who his thoughts are. The machshava is this 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 uh, capacity, this idea that fuses the guf and the ruach. And this is also what's makasher, what binds together the olam hazen, olam haba, and avodas adam. Right, what a person says is supposed to be. You know, forget about getting reward in Oilam Haba. There's a lot of gemaras that says Ezel Ben Oilam Haba. Ben Oilam Haba is like a Ben Tyra. It's something that you are now. This is what fuses together. It's living in another world. It's being in this world, but of another world. So now, if machshava is the koyach that binds together the ruach and the guf, it makes a person to be able to be in charge of his, in, in control of his yetzer, he could be a ben oilam haba. What's the opposite of machshava and chashbain? The person who's drawn after nonsense conversation, so to speak. So you, you know, when you think about it, it's, oh, it's not Lashon Hara, we're just shooting the breeze. 
the shooting the sicha na just being distracted after nonsense is the actual opposite of that koyach that allows a person to be considered that is that, that he's a human being at the height of what a human being is and he has a machshava that defines who he is and that he's a ben oilam haba. Forget about Dvar Masurim. Just reading the words is already a lot, without even like unpacking like what's behind them and going to look in the morale inside. The morale says that there's two types of seichel, the seichel, the divri seichel unit, we just said that. Dibur regular speech, is also tied to machshava, but this machshava could be very superficial. Gamtinok medaber, a kid could chatter and say what he wants, engage communication. Aval ein kan yoiser mitputim, it's only chatter. Adam hanimshach achar sichana, a person who is, hold on half a second. Okay, sorry about that. A person says, "Gamtinok medaber avayin etzatim." Adam hanimshach achar sichana, a person who is drawn after sichana. He's talking about random things, but he's not engaging his thought process. Sorry about that, just like the recordings that I messed up. He's not engaging the thought process. And this is, I mean, this is with media. I mean, especially, again, like, I'm, I think I was a little bit past a lot of, like, you know, like, almost like the Facebook stuff or whatever it is, things that today kids grow up with. It, it, it's a different world. You know, it's almost hard for me, let alone, you know, people that are, that are older. It, it, it's hard to relate to the world that a lot of today's teenagers are even growing up in. The, the idea of communication, the idea of, of, uh, of chats and of, like, blogs, even the, the idea that everything demands a response and no matter what you're going through you you could post it and get other people's responses and it's just like chatter and nonsense and back and forth and words have become so cheap but when you learn through this you you see that it literally undermines what makes a person into a human being the the, the idea and the takufa that we're going through is so it's it's much worse in a certain sense, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, talking about like being like anti-technology and this and that, but just, um, just to recognize what, what you know what happens when a person's communication just becomes so surface deep, then they they're, they're literally undermining the entire the, the depth of what makes them a human being and allows them to attach to a kach baruchu. Haseichal yuni maybe lemachshava misuderes mamika. The seichal yuni part, the, the the introspective part, the, the deep thought part of you, is is the organized thought. She ain't dimyonas You have to get the dimyon part, the the just the surface deep stuff out of you. Kasher meshavim adam mahalech achasichana. When you just go after like casual chit chat and speech, in balseichel yuni nikar hevdel gadol b'neim b'snagos v'spalchos, you could see the difference in the conduct, the development about a person who's just like surface deep and a person who's who's a deep thinker. Ben Aliyah who rach misha mechashev teitze eshvim mechashvin, and it's like a fire will come out of those who think for teyachal shein mechashvin. V'loizu bavad v'lahavim ekiris sadikim. This fire will come out of the tzaddikim that they're called shichin. Then it'll eat. It'll, it'll, it'll like eat up. It'll consume uh, the the one who goes after his yitzer. The tzaddik builds himself up with this koyach. 
And the halicha after the yetzer, in other words, a person has desires. Say, I'm not ready to deal with it, but we're, we're the, it's not just a matter of dealing with it. It's a matter of a person who's going, are you living, what plane are you living on? Are you living surface deep or are you living deep, deep? A person who's living on the level of machshava is not going to be swayed by things that are going on on the surface. It won't appeal to him. It'll be too boorish. Okay, he's a human being. He has desires. Everybody has a yetzer. Maybe, but his yetzers will be. Maybe they might be worse, but they'll be more sophisticated yetzers, uh, e- even right. I, I think that we've mentioned before. I think I heard that there's a. Uh, the grow one time said, said my Yetzirah is much worse. This is what I, the way I heard it said. That my Yetzirah is much worse than your Yetzirah. Your, a person's Yetzirah might go after, you know, Dvar Masurim. But he says, I have a Yetzirah to think about things that could be like Fira, things that I'm not even allowed to think about. What was before the world, these tremendously intellectual things. At a certain point, a person says, I say that, you know, you're not supposed to delve into those areas. Right? So that, that's, a, that's a much more subtle type of Yetzirah. But a person who lives with depth, he's not swayed by things that are surface deep. A person who is, who's swayed by just like this chit-chat and this, this, this noise, he's like a donkey. How are you not going to go after this type of a Yetzirah? You have to exercise and cultivate your Machshava muscle. A person it has to be a Tzadik in his Koyach Machshava. So, you know, when you see a person, you could even do mitzvahs. You, you could be running around all day long. We're talking about something that's much more deeper than that. We're not talking about something, you know, whether you're running around and you're doing chesed organization and you're doing mitzvahs and you're running in and out and davening and helping and a person's big tzaddik and you're and nefesh. We're talking about something that goes much more to the core of who a person is. In the words of Kuzari, he says, what is a chassid? He says a chassid, a chassid is like somebody who's a melech in the Medina. So now the Kuzari enlightened. He asked, what's a chassid? He gets an answer, he's like a melech. And he said, what are you talking about? What does that have to do with the, you know, I asked you what's a chassid and you're telling me what's a melech. A chassid is somebody who has control. And having control is an, is an aspect of malchus. Nishma b'chusha v'kaychaisa v'nafshim v'gofnim. He has control of all these, these uh, elements of himself. Arzui p'ula samachshava. Dogma achas, and this is an element of the machshava. Dogma achas. Haroite lishmar seinav mochroch lechazik as koyam machshava shalo. A person wants to do shmiras enayim. So say, close your eyes, look in the other way. What does that have to do with machshava? I have to think that I want to look in the other way. He says, no, it's, it's much more than that. We, we just said it before. I think the Balatani says it, but now he's, he's saying it, he's going to quote from a Rambam. He says, things come into a vacuum. If you're absorbed by thought, you, you might not even notice something. All right, if a person is walking around deeply and someone says, oh, did you notice that? It might have gone right in front of your eyes. You wouldn't have even noticed it. When your mind is engaged in something, then your senses are not receptive to certain things. Because of Harambam, uh, uh, this is part of the Rambam. If your lave is a vacuum, you're not thinking about anything, you're just walking around willy-nilly, so then, you, of course, you're going to, the, the first thing, in other words, you're, you're not, you're not a, a tree stump, 
You have senses. If something passes by your eyes that excites your eyes, then your eyes are going to be receptive to it. So how are you going to work on how are you going to work on shmiras inayim? The the way to do it is that if your machshava is a much deeper kayach within you, if your machshava is engaged, so then that since that's deeper, then the other thing is not going to appeal at the level even of your eyes. He's not interested in what's around him. He's deep in thought. It's talking about a certain halach issue when you put medication on an eye. But the Gemara says over there is my time to show you the ena, but talu. That what the eye sees is talu in what the on the heart. The eye is dependent on the heart. It's Gemara so the first two vadim we were cultivating the kayach hamachshava, and now we're explaining that once you can engage the machshava, you will also be in control of your other senses, and you can literally you literally change who you are. So you say, "Oh, well, I'm a bal taiva," you know, I have this and that. But your taiva is full away. If you can engage the machshava, which is operating at a deeper level than these other taivas, you 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 won't even be pulled by them. When the lev is thinking about something, your eyes are not going to be wandering. You're not going to be have control over your eyes. We're talking Bishas Maisa. It doesn't mean that you don't have a lot of Torah knowledge inside of you. We're not talking about it. When we say that your lave is empty, it doesn't mean that you're an Ama Aretz. It means that Bishas Maisa, you're walking around and you're daydreaming and you're not actively engaging your your, your Seichel. And once you create a vacuum, so then your 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 eyes, your ears, whatever it is, are receptive. If you're tuning into a certain thing, even like music, but you're paying attention to it, then you're not going to hear other people saying Lashon Hara and this and that, whatever it is. When you're actively engaged in positive, so then the other things, it's not going to be receptive to it. Teitzeh Tzadikim, a fire is going to go from the city of Tzadikim, that are governed, that rule their Yetzer, not just in practice, I'm, I'm not going to look bad today, I'm not going to get angry, I'm not going to do anything, but when they're actively engaged at a much more deeper, at a much deeper level, and it'll like consume somebody that that's that goes after their yetzer. Because he's not thinking, he doesn't have shlita over the yetzer. Maisa, nam shech l'slamid berikos machshava levaltista leinian acher v'leitikvites meinian leinian meshach chamesh dakos. So again, the the exercise over here is learning to engage your seichel. Over here, already the last one was for five minutes in general without without not learning not to get distracted. Once you know how, once you know how to do it, not even interesting, it says, don't even look at something else. Rav Pincus, I heard it on tape once, he said he, he was, uh, or MP3, whatever, he, he was learning in Beis Madrish, and his chavrusa went to the bathroom or something, whatever it was, and I, maybe he had to give a shir in the afternoon, I don't remember exactly what it was, and he opened up a different mesechta, and he says the chavrusa was like horrified, and he said from his point, he wasn't being mevatal tired of this, that he said, if you're absorbed by one Indian, how would the, did, did you have like space in your brain to be interested to have to look something up in a different Indian? You, 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 that, that means that you weren't absorbed in our 
discussion. A, a person has to be learn to be absorbed with what they're thinking about, not just not to get distracted by by nonsense stuff, but not even to get distracted by another Indian. To be able to learn to focus, once you can learn to focus on something, you won't have any opening for anything else to sneak in, and that also will give you control over your senses and over your taivas and uh, over those other things. Okay, so like I said, very uh, very apropos to the time, I think, a good introduction to making cheshman and nefesh and these types of things. Um, and then we'll uh, we'll see we'll see which what we're going to do, whether we'll jump next week or the following week. We have to see how many there are to the Yom Noram ones, and then back to uh, the Machshav ones. Okay, shkayach.